Spy Movies. This morning, your co-host, Chris Gasper. This is Frank Pelicone. You are listening to episode 64 of The Spin Chagrin, and last week's category was It's a Cold World Out There. So, Frank, what did you come up with for It's a Cold World Out There? Let me tell you, this is a garbage category, because I could not find anything that I really, like, wanted to watch or even, like, didn't want to watch for this, like, because, I don't know, like, I've seen all these snow movies already, so I couldn't find anything good in the snow. You've seen, you seen all the snow movies? I've seen enough that I couldn't find anything. Like, I really like movies that take place in the snow, so when I can get a chance to watch them, I watch them. So it's hard to find stuff. And it was like, dude, there was some terrible shit. And I thought about watching it, but it's been a long week at work, and I just, I didn't have it in me. So, I watched a movie over the weekend that became the chagrin choice. And then I watched another movie over the weekend that only fits the category if we really stretch the definition. Okay. Um, Which I don't care because it's my fucking shit, like, awful life that I have to sacrifice by watching this nonsense. Um, so anyway, so we'll we'll talk about that movie too, although that's not the Chagrin movie. Because I fell asleep for like 20 minutes in the middle and I didn't feel like rewinding to see what happened. I just made assumptions. So. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so the movie that's the Chagrin movie that we're going to talk about is, according to Netflix, the number one movie on Netflix over the past weekend, hmm. Um, which is the, uh, I don't know what you call it, horror drama, um, Viking Wolf, uh, <laughs> 2022 Norwegian movie, um, surprisingly about werewolves, right, um, so, I'm I'm really, I was obviously not on Netflix this weekend because I've never heard of this movie. Yeah, like I'm real hit or miss with the Nords. I'm just gonna say that. Like sometimes I really enjoy their movies, and sometimes I find them to be bullshit. So uh-huh. this movie falls more in the latter category. Yeah. Um. So the premise is that there's this young girl, uh, Thale or Thale, or I can't remember how you say it, T H A L E. Um, who has moved with her mother and her younger deaf sister um, from the bustling cultural hub of Oslo to this backwater Norwegian town where her mother has taken a job as a deputy sheriff. Um, You find out over the course of the movie that the reason for the move is that the father, um, her husband died. And so in order to, and died under some like bad circumstances, it seems like, after withdrawing from the family and becoming kind of like really sort of like damaging everyone um, with his actions, like he passed away and then they were kind of left to pick up the pieces, mm. um, which could have actually been a really good plot point, but that doesn't ever do anything, but just try and give you character development without actually developing a character. But anyway, Was so like Sven or something like that. No, they're all named shit like that. <laughs> what, did I, what did I say there? It's either like, <laughs> Like Stig or something like that. Like I gave you a list of like three things that people are called in the fucking fjords yeah. of the north. Um. Anyway, so the premise of the movie is that during Viking times, the Vikings went and raided a bunch of places, and one of the things that the Vikings brought back with them was lycanthropy. You know, so they brought back the curse of werewolfism. So now a thousand years in the future, um, this fucking whiny girl has moved with her family to the country and is being an absolute prick. So the mother has formed a relationship with this dude who's just like a really nice guy. You know, he kind of takes care of the house and he tries to be a good stepdad, even though like, you know, he's learned sign language to communicate with the sister and... He tries to make the uh, the ballet or whatever feel welcome, but she's just an asshole. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't want to have anything to do with the family. She just wants to go and hang out with these kids that she met that she wants to be friends with. So she ends up stealing some beer from her stepdad and going to um, this hangout spot, which is down by the local, I, mean, I swear to God, the local fucking fjord. So they're down, they're down at the fjord, like hanging out. And, of course, because, you know, she's a new kid in town, there's some bullies that are mean to her. So it's this popular girl and this, like, popular dude, I guess, 
and mm-hmm. she's there to hang out with like the most popular boy who's this ugly ass fucking misshapen like beanpole with a bad haircut but everyone's in love with him so i guess you're just supposed to believe that like that's the way things are in you know the fucking land of santa claus anyway so the mean girl turns out that she has the hots for beanpole too so mm-hmm. she like chases away our our hero quote unquote who then just goes and wanders around the fjord for a while like being miserable so it's like light out like it's daytime and then all of a sudden it's nighttime and she's still wandering the fucking like banks of fjord okay and beanpole and bitch are like talking because they're like still like out in the woods and so thale hears like a scream and she looks over and she just sees the mean girl like kind of sprawled out on the ground so she like slips through this fence and runs down to check on her and when she gets there um the beanpole is like pushed himself up against like this embankment looking terrified and the mean girl gets dragged out into the woods so it turns like, out that sight unseen. I mean, like you, you just you you see like her from like the waist up, like sticking out of a bush, mm-hmm. and then she gets dragged into the bush okay. and it's gone. So right. okay. then they find a wolf claw, like down, you know, in the ground. I don't know why I'm asking these questions when I know it's a werewolf. Okay, yeah, yeah I know. You should just let me just finish. Just let me <laughs> let me get through it. So, um, so it turns out that the mean girl is the daughter of the mayor. And I kept waiting for this, like, ballet to be blamed for all this stuff, but nobody blames her. They're like, oh my god, you must be so traumatized having seen this. I hope you're okay. So it doesn't even, like, set it up where she has a reason to be, like, antagonistic or antisocial. Like, everyone's, like, just generally cool with her, kind of. She's just a dick. Um, So the mother, of course, has to investigate um, the death or the disappearance of the girl. And then they eventually find her body, and her body's been mutilated. So then they call in this dude, this like wispy, I don't know, professor glass where glass glasses wearing guy, who's like the local the nation's expert on wolves from some fucking like Norwegian university, which I'm sure is like super accredited. So they bring him in and he's like, Yeah, like wolves don't attack humans. And he's like, Oh wait, except this time they did, but it's like a really big wolf. And then it turns out that there's this homeless man who, like, goes up to the mother, you know, the police um, deputy, and he's like, hey, do you believe in werewolves? Because that's what's, like, attacking these people. And she's like, ah, you're crazy. Get out of here. And so he's like, all right, I'm going to get out of here. And then he leaves. And then, I don't know, they track, they, he leaves a silver bullet with her. He's like, oh, this is the only thing that's going to kill that, the werewolf that you're fighting. And she's like, ah, you're insane. But she puts the silver bullet in her pocket. So then they find the girl's body and they identify that it was like mutilated by a wolf. So they're like, oh, we got to go out into the woods. So go out into the woods. Um, oh, I'm sorry. When Thale went down to see what had happened to um, the missing girl, the mean girl, the wolf, like something jumped over her and scratched her shoulder and then grabbed the girl and dragged her into the woods. I can't believe I forgot that because it's like the most important thing that happens in the movie. So Thales, like they're doing this investigation, trying to kill this wolf. They've hired all these hunters. Um, so they go out and they're tracking it. And it turns out that the wolf is also tracking them. So it kills a couple of the hunters. So then the mother falls into this like cave where the wolf has made its den or whatever. So it's attacking her, and she's shooting it with her gun, but the bullets don't do anything. And she runs out of bullets, and so she's like, oh, I have this one bullet left, and it's a silver bullet. So she puts it in her gun and cocks her gun as the thing jumps at her, and she shoots, and it goes to black. So then you find out that she killed the thing with the silver bullet. So the fucking wolf expert guy is like, hey, none of your regular bullets like hurt this thing, even though you hit it in its lungs and heart and shit. He's like, but the killing killing blow was done with the silver bullet, so maybe this is a werewolf. And she's like, oh, maybe it is. And all of a sudden, like, everybody believes in werewolves. It's like, and I swear to God, like, it takes, like, 45, 50 minutes to get to this point. Like, nothing happens in this movie Jesus, forever. Like, and so, so then there's this dual plot line going on where the mother is trying to hunt down, like, because there's another, oh, so... 
they think the wolf is dead, but obviously Thale got like like clawed, so now she's got like lycanthropy. Oh. So her and the boyfriend go out on a date, her and like Beanpole, and she turns into a wolf and kills him. So now she's like on the lamb, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like she's she has to run away. And the mother, like the whatever wolf expert is like, oh well he was killed by a wolf too. But it's obviously a much smaller wolf, and it's like dum dum dum. So now she like realizes what's happened or whatever. God, I fucking hated this movie. So anyway, so Thale's like, I gotta leave. So she runs away. So they go and find the wolf, like the werewolf expert guy, like the homeless dude, and he's like, Yeah, once the wolf has tasted human blood, they can never go back. Oh, oh goodness. Last- I know. Fucking allergic to bad werewolf movies. <laughs> um, Maybe you're a werewolf now. Ah, shit. You know what? That would be fitting, I guess. <laughs> I am the thing I despise. Um, So she gets on a bus because she's going to go back to Oslo, but then when she's on the bus, the full moon comes out. She turns into a werewolf and, like, murders everybody. And now she's, like, a full-blown werewolf, so she's just stuck in, like, wolf form. So... The sheriff's deputy is dispatched, and she's like, oh my god, like, it's my daughter. And uh, a bunch of shit happens. Anyway, so... (sighs) She goes to the house, the werewolf girl, and she gets chased away by the stepfather, but not before she has a moment with the, the sister, where the sister is, like, signing at her. And I just made, like, weird hand motions with my fingers. I have no knowledge of sign language. Um, and so the wolf stops because the wolf saw some humanity in her. So you're supposed to be like, oh, my God. Like, she's she she still knows, like, the people that love her. But then because she had an antagonistic relationship with the stepfather, when he comes in, like, she freaks out. Mm. So he chases her off, and they get in the car, and they drive away. And she's, like, chasing him. And then they meet up with the mother... And the mother and the wolf expert and the sister, or the valet as wolf, like, attacks and, like, injures the stepfather. So everybody else runs into this, like, abandoned supermarket. And then the wolf comes in after him, but then the homeless man, like, drives his van into the supermarket to try and kill her. Which is, like, the dumbest thing, because he can't really see. Anyway, it's 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 really dumb. But he doesn't succeed in killing her. Okay. So... The wolf expert has um, tranquilizer darts and a gun. So he keeps trying to shoot Thale, but he keeps missing. So finally, when she's about to kill him, the deaf sister grabs a tranquilizer dart and stabs her in the side, and she passes out. So then at the end of the movie, um, she's a person again, and she's hooked up to, she's like in a coma or whatever, and she's hooked up to like all these like machines in the hospital. And the mother's standing there, and she pulls out her gun and, like, points at her like she's going to shoot her. But then she, like, has a, whatever, moment of crisis. She she puts her gun away. Or, no, she, like, pulls her gun back a little bit, and it cuts to black. And then when it comes back in, she's back at her house. And she puts a single silver bullet down in front of a picture of her daughter. I guess implying that maybe someday she'll have to kill her, or maybe she did kill her. Hmm. Like, I wasn't quite sure what I was supposed to take from that, like that maybe she killed her and like that happened off screen and this is her way of like honoring the sacrifice or it's her way of telling herself that someday she's going to have to have the guts to kill her daughter which i hope doesn't mean that there's going to be a sequel to this movie because i really don't want to watch it (laughs) so the only way that it's a cold world is because the fucking norway is cold right so that's (laughs) right that's how i got there i mean it's it sounds like a little bit like um there's an emotional coldness, maybe too, if you want to take. Yeah, that. I was gonna play that shit, but um, don't you yeah. wish we could go back and just like watch like Assault on Precinct Thirteen again? Like yeah, that'd be days? fine. Yeah, I actually did watch another movie that I've seen before that takes place in the snow. Um, but it's not really that interesting to talk about. Like, it's a fine movie. We've actually talked about it slightly before. There's plenty of movies I wish I could go back and watch. I'd go back and watch <laughs> on Frozen Ground again. Just to get the cold world and have the quick cage con connection, but you know, <laughs> you can't put that genie back in the bottle. So anyway, right. um, 
I watched Dead Snow too, which is the Nazi zombies mm. mm-hmm. also in fucking Norway or some shit. Um that's a that's that's a little bit better of a movie. Although I don't believe like let me tell you something. <laughs> I watch I watch what people do in like these movies like to have fun and none of it seems fun. What are they doing? They're like skiing across like the the fucking snowy wilderness or like, like cross country skiing. Yeah, like yeah. oh the 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 girlfriend who's missing in Dead Snow, she was just gonna like cross country ski, and it's like no, just get in a car and drive, you idiot. Or like they get there and the one dude he's like, hey, it's really cold outside. Let's go in and like watch a movie, and they're like, no, you nerd. Let's get on the back of fucking snowmobiles that are pulling inflatable tubes and we'll ride around in the snow and fall off and like hurt ourselves. And it's like, no, that's not fun. It's dumb. I mean, was she like cross country skiing to the grocery store or something? No, I mean, no, like- no. They were all going, they're all going. It's this group of college students that's all going to this cabin that's like being rented by this one guy in their party. And so he gets, he drives them all there. But his girlfriend decided that she was because she's fit. That's the way they describe her. Okay. She's going to cross country ski from wherever they started. That makes sense. Like to the cabin. But no, I was just I was just wondering what, why why you were comparing cross country skiing to driving. Okay. That makes because sense. I don't know because I'm a, the experience the plot the plot in my head. Yeah. Right. So anyway, so that movie's fine. There's some cool zombie effects in it. It's actually kind of funny at points, but it just I just don't care for like that part of the world i don't think like somebody was talking to me the other day about how much they want to go to like finland or somewhere someday mm. and like experience like the beauty of like the mountains and whatever the the you know the the glaciers that are still there and like just this beautiful clear like cold water and it's like no man like you want to go to the cold like why like there's nothing pleasant about that just i don't know why are there so many serial, like, killer movies, like, in the snow, you think? I've been going through a list of movies involving snow here, and, it's like, there's a bunch it's, I haven't heard of, and... It's just a good, it's just a good backdrop for it. Yeah. It's like, there's something... There's a movie called Who Saw Her Die? Um, It's a 70s Giallo movie. Mm-hmm. It's actually semi-based on the serial killings in Florence. Like, the unsolved killings from, like, whatever the 16th century in Florence that have never like the serial killer that's never been caught or whatever. Okay. You know this? No, I don't think well, it's, maybe I've seen like a video. It's, on it. it's what, um, the midget killer and, um, don't look now is based on. Okay. So anyway, it's like a local myth in Florence or uh, not a myth. It's like true, but it's been whatever. Oh yeah. Like exaggerated over the years into an urban legend. Um, but anyway, that's what, who saw her die is like based on that kind of because okay. it takes place in Florence. But anyway, there's a couple scenes in Who Saw Her Die where it's a killer stalking a woman in the snow. It's just pretty awesome. I mean, it's it's always like, especially if the killer has like some kind of like preternatural like agility or speed, mm-hmm. where the other person is wearing this like heavy clothing and getting bogged down and you know getting snow all over them and everything's like white and then there's this thing just like stalking through so sometimes it's like a person sometimes you can't see what it is <clears throat> but yeah i'm um i'm a pretty big fan of like killer movies in the snow that's one of the best things about on frozen ground it's just the fact that it takes place in wherever like alaska right um, i actually when i was a kid i had this idea for this movie where this man um takes his wife up to like a cabin um for vacation but he's really going to murder her so he can like take her money and like get away with his mistress and he kills her and he buries her and i've always thought about like like the blood on like ice or whatever like how like it freezes and it just kind of like slides off of it and it turns like pinkish right and it's just kind of like it's it's like extra kind of gross like seeing like blood like spread out across ice and then it would be like a I always have those like revenant movie ideas where like she comes back and you know she haunts him and like tries to kill him over the course of a night like he has to deal with her ghost and then he ends up dead so I had a lot of like thoughts in my head about how that would play out like in this cabin in the snow so anyway so the other movie I watched oh 
my chagrin for the Viking Wolf, um, it's like a seven, I guess. I mean, I didn't think it was good at all, and I thought it was really poorly paced and plotted, and I felt like I didn't care about any of the characters, and I think the kid, the adolescent who's, like, lashing out against her parent who just had to make a choice in their life that she felt was best for him i think it was a really tired trope and i'm fucking sick of it like it doesn't make right it doesn't make me ever care about like the protagonist because no adult can write a kid in a way that feels believable and doesn't make him a complete asshole or it's like really difficult for them to do that um so i just get really tired of watching those movies so the fact that it was that kind of movie yeah and it started like that and stayed like that for 40 fucking minutes before it turned into something else, which is really, like, insufferable to me. So, Real quick, have you ever seen a 2002 movie called I See You? I, like, the, like, like the body part? Uh, and I don't think so. Or, so or it's called Detox, D-Tox. Uh, um, it's a Sylvester Stallone movie that takes place in the snow where he's like an FBI agent who's pursuing a serial killer. It looks and sounds god awful. No, I wish I had watched that. That probably would have been funnier. I bet it's um, on fucking Tubi. It is on Tubi, yeah. Is it really? I just looked it up, yeah. It's on Tubi. Tubi's amazing. Um, wrong turn for the beginnings is not on Tubi, though. Does that take place in the snow? Apparently, yeah. Snow movie only trip. <clears throat> All right, so the other movie I watched, and I only watched this because, I guess because I hate myself, like, I don't know, and I actually paid money to watch this movie, oh, too, so I, like, especially hate myself, but it was only, like, five bucks, um, is the 2022 um, reimagining of Children of the Corn. Okay. Um, It came out, I guess it was filmed in, like, 2020. It was supposed to debut on Shudder, but it never did. Hmm. I see you is the first thing that comes up. Um, oh, his name is Jake Malloy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Charles S. Dutton's in it. I guess he's probably the serial killer. That nah, I think. Uh, I don't want to spoil it. I don't care. He's spoiling shit. <laughs> um. So this Children of the Corn remake. It, we we've talked about this before because I think you forced me to talk about it. Um. My dislike for Children of the Corn. Yeah, at some point. Uh -huh. um, where I think it's like kind of a dumb premise. And I don't absolutely hate the original from the 80s, but I just don't think it's a great movie. And I think it's kind of, again, like I think it's a dumb premise. So because no one can help themselves from making a bad thing worse, they changed the premise from it just being like these creepy, like religion obsessed kids that have found like, you know, the God of the cornfields, right? Which mm -hmm. like in itself from like a cosmic horror standpoint, there's actually some merit to that. I think like, I think that's actually a cool idea um, that I think could have been great if they would have done it differently. So mm -hmm. What they do is they set in this town, Ryland, which is somewhere in the Midwest, um, where this big, big corporate corn manufacturer came in and sold them on the idea that they needed to take their chemicals because it would make them better and make their corn grow better. But when they took the chemicals... All it did was kill all their corn, and now the corn has some kind of, like, dusty disease. <laughs> and if you touch the corn, the dust gets on you, and it can make you hallucinate. But it can also cause, like, really bad allergic reactions. And the only one that sees that this is happening is this girl whose name is Bolin. Like, Anne Bolin, but that's right. her first name, but they call her mm. Bo. Okay. And she's like the smartest girl in town and she's got a scholarship to go to a university in Boston. Okay. And she's going to leave them all. But her right. brother who's an idiot, like he just hangs out with the local kids and he doesn't want to hear nothing about Bo Lynn and her aspirations. 
and Bolin's father is the one that actually brought the um, corn manufacturer into town um, and caused all this to happen. But he's seen the error of his ways. And now what he wants to do is let the government come in and subsidize their land and basically destroy this is all the fucking court. riveting horror movie right here. Right. <laughs> I, 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 listen to me. Listen to me. Nothing happens in this movie until like an hour and 10 minutes into it. And it's like an hour and like 40 minutes long. <laughs> so there's a group of kids in town who are obsessed with the corn because they they think there's something like in the corn. And they're led by this, oh my god, and let me tell you something, like, there's some creepy-ass shit with kids in this movie. Mm. But, like, this little girl, um, who's the, what's his name, like, Isaiah or whatever in the original Children of the Corn? Something like that. She's that character. Um, so, Bolin is like, oh, you know, kids, like, I, I can talk sense into my dad. And they're like, oh, we can't destroy the corn. Um... So then you find out that there's this other kid who grows weed in the corn and he gets beat up by his dad because he sticks up for his brother and the dad beats up the brother too. And so there's this moment where they're all at this town meeting where Bolin's dad is like, you know, it's my fault and I see what we have to do and what we have to do is give our land to the government for subsidies and destroy the corn. Everybody's like, yeah, that's a good idea because we'll all get money. And we'll be able to live, and the corn's ruined anyway. And Bolin's like the seventeen-year-old fucking genius is like, "Oh my god, we can't let the corn get destroyed because we can save the corn, and it might take years, and it might be hard, but we can do it." And they're like, "Why the fuck are we listening to a child? Like, we need to have money. We need to live now." And then the little children are like, "Well, children should get a vote too because we live in this town." And then abusive dad is like, why am I listening to any kids? And then he sees his youngest son and he's like, and you wait till I get home. I'm going to beat your ass. And then nobody cares about that. They're all like, yeah, beat his ass. Because, you know, they're in the middle of the fucking heartland and nobody has any sympathy or common sense, you know, in the Midwest, I guess. So (laughs) anyways, hold on. This isn't children of the corn, right? Oh no, it is. It is. This, well, this, no, it's not. Like this isn't the short. Like, but I'm get, I'm I'm getting to that. Okay. You got you to gotta have some patience. But this is this. like a prequel to Children of the Corn, is what it is. No, no, no. It's it's it, all that stuff happens. Okay. So you see the scene where um the little crazy girl uh she's in the cornfield and um the corn like comes alive and turns into arms and hands and like strokes her face. Because she's upset because she thinks Cornfield is going to get destroyed. Mm. So then Bolin's like, I got an idea. What we're going to do is we're going to go viral. So she contacts this woman who's a reporter. And she's like, yo, you got to come out to Ryland and do an interview with us. And what we're going to do is we're going to prank the world. Because we're going to kidnap our parents and put them on a mock trial for trying to destroy the corn. So she convinces everybody to kidnap their parents. And she's like, we got to meet at 10 o'clock sharp at the municipal building. And we're going to like, whatever. And then she gets distracted. And all of a sudden it's like 1030 and she's still just hanging out at home. And she's like, oh my God, I got to get to the municipal building. So this stupid fucking asshole, like this is her whole idea. And she can't even be on time for it. Right. So then they get there and it turns out that the little kids got tired of waiting. So they just murdered all the parents. Um, or murdered like a lot of them like they hung some of them and like the guy that was abusive he got hung and so then it just turns into fucking oh and also some of the kids are like infected where like their faces like open up like dusty disease yeah i guess so i don't know with like whatever's in the corn then i fell asleep and i'm not quite sure what happened and i woke up and like the cornfields were on fire and i guess bolin won in the end but let me tell you something like it's a stupid idea anyway, and it's even worse when you have to watch it, the modern version. So, it'll be free on Shutter someday, and maybe you should watch it because you like the original Children of the Corn, but I don't think you would enjoy it either, because it's a really bad movie. This isn't, it's not Children of the Corn, though, like, only in, like, premise. Like, where's mm-hmm. Peter, where's Peter Horton and Linda Hamilton? Like, the whole idea of that movie is, like, stumbling upon a town where these children have, like, killed their parents and are, like, running shit, like, for he who walks behind the rose or whatever like it right this is like a prequel like to like that idea except for it's not because bolin but fucking bo apparently wins um so i i don't 
I don't know. Maybe she does again. I fell asleep. But um, <laughs> right. The, so so the they pre- this, this asshole just changed it all and just called the, it the, store in the corner. Right. The premise is that all of these things have already happened, and this couple comes in at the end, you know, and is like basically like at the culmination of all these terrible things happening in this town that's now been taken over by these children. Um, that sounds really bad. It's really, it's terrible. It was not worth the $5. I was very disappointed in myself as I usually am when I choose to spend money on renting films off of Amazon prime. So, so I was going to say like, Oh, it's, it's a cold world because these children are killing their parents and the parents don't care about the children. And, you know, but then I, I just, whatever we like the, the six, seven minutes that we just devoted to it. That's enough time. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Uh, all right. You ready to see what you get next week? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Super stoked. <laughs> it, could, it could be something you like, you never know. Category for next week is Ninja's Attack Six Six Sidekicks. Ninja Ninja's Attack Six Six Sidekicks. Take that as you want. I might just watch Sidekicks. I've never watched it. <laughs> um. I figured you could take it as a sidekick in the sense of like a physical motion that is that is like cool like or like a cool like sidekick to the protagonist. Well, we'll see how I take it. I got a week. Right. Got a week to to contemplate <laughs> the meanings of um that category god i need to write that down because i will never remember that you never remember six sidekicks dude i for like four days couldn't remember what the category was for this week like no i remembered yeah you usually do um every once in a while yeah you lapse but um yeah yeah it's true but um yeah i tend to often forget i don't know why um, unless I write it down, but that one definitely. And plus, as I try to get the wording the same, yeah. So we gonna do frozen food chat. <laughs> do we have a frozen food chat? What do you want to talk about? I I don't think there's anything written down here. We talked. To, see, you're the worst. You said what will we do in food chat, and I said we could talk about like frozen foods, like appetizers right. and things out of the freezer. Did Did we talk about frozen pizzas yet? I have that written down somewhere. We can talk about all those things together. There's plenty of things that come out of your freezer that are delicious. <laughs> I just because <laughs> I used to, I try not, I try to conserve paper. Like you can, the audience can't see this, but you can see this. This is like all my papers for like school. I'm making like uh, the things I don't need to take in, and I write them down on these. So I just have like random words on here, like queso, soft serve. <laughs> mm. Uh, Those are all from previous food yes. chats. Yes, I'm pretty sure we did. Uh, we were going to do uh, frozen pizza, um, at some point. We could just talk about just frozen foods in general, because I'm not, I'm not really high on frozen pizza too often. I mean, I'll eat a frozen pizza here and there, but it's whatever. So, you got asked like questions. So, see, this, this is why it's awful. Because you should be prepared for this. I've shit. been trying to get. <laughs> I've been trying to ramp down food chat for like since the end of the year of like You had an entire other day because we were supposed to do this last night. But I was too tired. Uh, let me tell you what the truth is out of your freezer section. I'm a, I'm gonna enlighten you. Because okay. I feel like I feel like you don't ever really have like I feel like you need your horizons broadened sometimes, right? To, to, to the frozen food section? Yeah, because okay. there's some amazing things in the frozen okay. food section. Tell me, tell me what's up. 
to me, one of the greatest things that comes out of the frozen food section are the Tyson breaded chicken patties that are frozen. Have you ever yes. had these? Yes. So they make a spicy Tyson breaded chicken patty. Have okay. you had the spicy one? I, I I have, yes. Here's the way that you make the Tyson <laughs> breaded chicken patty. You've got to try to fucking tell me about Tyson breaded chicken patty. I don't know. You don't know anything about anything, so what? I'm trying to help you out. If anything, I know if, if there's anything I know, it's fro- it's shit out of the frozen section, man. Like that's like the closest I get to being a fucking expert. Well, but then you tell, tell me about the spicy. You, no, you, you no, no, you, t- you, you tell me. You tell, you tell me. You tell me. <laughs> yeah, you eat. You, how you hey, eat a person? Okay, Jesse Ventura. No, you tell me. How uh, how you cooking that shit? In the oven. What's your? Yeah. Wait, I've you actually got some, you got some kind of secret. Well, no, but apparently, like this lady at work cooks them in the air fryer, and she says they're amazing. Mm. Although, here's my opinion on the air fryers: I think air fryers are gross. I think they smell gross, and I don't think they cook things all that well. But I think people are obsessed with the idea that they don't have to do anything, and it's in the air fryer, and so they just put everything in the air fryer. I don't believe in air frying anything. What's the, I, what's the what's the other thing besides air fryers that everybody got obsessed with? Um, no, there was the Instapot. Instapots, yeah, yeah, that was like you're four or five years ago, few, aren't you? I used one a few times. I mean, I made some okay stuff in it, but it's like rice. Everybody's like, "Oh, rice in an Instapot, blah blah blah." It is so much more difficult to cook rice in an Instapot than it is to just fucking cook rice on the stove. Like, it's so easy to cook rice that it's really suspicious when someone's trying to give you some other way to cook rice. Because it's like, it's rice. Like, rice. Yeah. you boil the water with the rice, and then you simmer it, and then whatever, you're done. Right. Put some put some butter in that bitch, a little salt and pepper, yeah. whisk it up, perfect. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but man, like, oh, I got... It's like, that easy. <laughs> 45-step process to make rice in the Instant Pot. Like, shut the fuck up. The only, the only rice trick that I do appreciate is um, quick and cheap risotto. Do you ever talk about that? Uh, I think we have all fair. I don't remember us talking you, about it. You, you put the rice in a casserole dish with the water or chicken stock, usually a combination of both with, you know, like salt, pepper, butter, and you bake it in the oven for like 35, 40 minutes, and then you take it out and you put the Parmesan cheese in and you whisk it together real quick, mm-hmm. and it basically makes like, I wouldn't call it perfect risotto because it's like not, but it's really close. And if you're just making it as a side or like an accoutrement to like something else, like it's almost impossible to tell. It's a really good trick. It's I think I think Ina Garden is where I got that recipe from, maybe. Um, the Barefoot Contessa, for those mm-hmm. that are not familiar. I've also found these Indian frozen dishes. Have we talked about these? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I can't remember the name of the company that makes them. They sell them at Martin's. Um, they're super expensive for the little amount of food you get. But they're basically, they're basically perfect Indian dishes. I can't remember the name of it. It starts with a D, the name of the company that makes it. Uh, Is it Deep Indian? It is Deep. You're right. So Deep has a vindaloo, a chicken vindaloo in the frozen section. Mm -hmm. Fucking amazing. Like, as good as some of the best vindaloo I've ever had in my life. And just like... Who had these? Redner's? No, it was Martin's. Martin's, okay um so fucking delicious though and like perfect like in the way that they come out like the sauce has a great consistency the chicken tastes really fresh the problem is is it's like six bucks per meal and it is absolutely not a full portion for an adult human being you have to buy like two of those things which i guess at that point like twelve dollars isn't that bad if you're talking about like like an entire meal but it still feels like too much money um four dollars fifty eight cents at Walmart apparently, but not in any of our Walmarts, I don't think. I mean they're like five sixty or something. Yeah, so. they're six twenty nine at uh Acme. So mm. Oh maybe they are where they were yeah. six. They were probably six at Martin too. I just tried them out because I've been trying to be more frugal in the sense of like I don't like to order out anymore and I like to just be able to come home and have something I can prepare quickly and like eat it. Um, so I've been testing out things like. Um, so have you tried? Amy, we're talking about Indian food. Have you? Have you? You've had Amy's before, right? Like I'm not Amy's a huge fan of Amy's stuff. I'm not either. I was just saying, like. Uh, yeah, I've I've tried Amy's. For it it several feels just things. like not quite right. Right. So their burritos are always a little off. Like I've had their mac and cheese, which I feel is a little off. I don't know. I'm just. 
it's like okay but it's a little pricey and i don't think it's ever like super good it's ex- yeah it can be extremely pricey for some of their indian shit too like eight dollars like that oh that's thing. crazy yeah um so but i buy things like like i try different varieties of like canned soups and things where i can like like one of my this is completely off of frozen frozen chat i've been buying um the canned chicken you know what i mean like the stuff mm-hmm. that comes like tuna and for stir fry and stuff, it's super, it's amazing because it's already pre cooked. So you're just like heating it up. So you can like make like stir fry and soups and stuff really fast with just like, and it tastes good. I mean, it's just chicken or chicken salad. Like I like to make chicken salad in the morning and take that to work. Um, I got your Elio's pizza. Um, I bought. And I still haven't like eaten it because it's still around the other day. I, I love how like I'm always for some reason forever for the rest of my life going to be associated with Elio's, even though like I only ate like eight Elio's for like you know just during my teens. Like I did move on to other types of pizzas eventually, but um I understand I ate Elio's all the time. Like I ate enough for a lifetime when I was a teenager, probably. I think I've had Elio's pizza maybe like six times in my entire life. What? That's crazy. <laughs> I probably did that like in like two weeks in a summer one time. My mom, my parents bought frozen pizzas like quite a bit, especially we would go grocery shopping on the weekends Mm -hmm. and they would get like two frozen pizzas and that would be our dinner for that, you know, that evening. But they always hated Elio pizza because my dad hated the crust and like the taste of the sauce. Mm. So I never got Elio's pizza when I was a kid. We always had like Tombstone and Red Baron and stuff. Right. Um, DiGiorno, once that became a thing in like the early 90s, like we would get DiGiorno's once in a while. And then they just graduated to, um, where, where do we shop that had them? Might have been Santoni's or maybe it was Value Food, but they sold like an entire pizza, like that they made that was frozen. Mm-hmm. Like a pre, sure. like a uncooked pizza kit that you would put in the oven and cook for like, 30 minutes and you'd get because it had like the cheese and then yep. they would have like a packet of pepperoni um but yeah i always i always loved Elio's pizza whenever i could eat it yeah every once in a while if we would do this thing where you everybody got to pick out their own food which seems ridiculous because we'd all get frozen dinners so that feels like that's really inefficient like cooking that shit in the oven together Mm-hmm. Um, this is where my hatred of Salisbury steak comes from, like mm-hmm. Hungry Man Salisbury mm-hmm. steak, because mm-hmm. I think my dad talked me into getting that once, and man, it was fucking awful. <laughs> Cannot stand Salisbury steak. Um, yeah. Um, I'm a pretty big fan of frozen waffles too. The lazy part of me, not to like actually eat them as waffles, but I like them as like. They're, they're, it depend. I mean, yeah, but what brand do you get? Like just, I like, I, just, just Ago. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Super easy. Barely any inconvenience. To cook right. Them. You can put them in the toaster oven sometimes too. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I do like. Oh, who makes it? Who's um Thomas's Thomas? The people that make the English muffins. Yeah. Thomas's makes like a dry goods waffle, and a dry goods pancake. Have you ever had this? Mm-mm. Um, they sell them where they sell the English muffins. So if you're ever in like Walmart or whatever, like that little rack they have the Thomas's stuff, yeah. they're usually like a little bit away from where the English muffins are, and but they're in like a very similar container, like the cardboard box with the cellophane on the outside, and they're toaster oven safe or toaster safe. But they have these pancakes. My grandmother used to buy them when I was a kid. Fucking amazing! Like so delicious. And yeah. just, you know, you just put them in the toaster oven for a little bit and then just like a little bit of butter, a little bit of syrup. But they have like chocolate chip pancakes and blueberry pancakes and they're so good. Hmm. All right. What else can you hook me up with? It's frozen. I don't know. I don't feel like doing this anymore. I'm, I'm trying to think what's in my freezer right now. I got a couple of calzones, but I can't remember the company that makes them, but they're pretty good. You do them in the microwave. Oh, man, you know. The thing that we've been talking about for weeks now, like off air, is the the the, the Totino's pretzel rolls. Yeah, on, yeah, on that's the too. best. Yeah. I fucking love a pretzel roll. It's all uh, slick. Uh, what? Uh, 
whatever. Um, like you, you, you mentioned it on air, and then it got, then it like made Orion biome, and and then well, he then claims it's off air, and then it's on air, and yeah, yeah like it's, he claims that they're best in the toaster in the um, air fryer. Yeah, but I'm telling you, like 450 degrees for like 12 minutes, <laughs> right? Amazing. How do you feel about like Stouffer stuff? And all that kind of thing like do you do you actually so i know like the salisbury steak with like the hungry man shit that you have a problem with but it's like is there other brands you've tried of things that stouffer's is the only one that comes to mind right now but i know there's like tons of them. healthy choice right has like stuff like i mean there's all kinds of like banquet right uh, yeah or... i used to be a pretty big fan of the marie calendars stuff okay i always mm-hmm. thought that was like a higher quality mm-hmm um, those are annoying because they take forever to cook. Like you're mm-hmm. literally going to cook a Marie Calendar thing for like 40 minutes, um, which feels like like where's the convenience of that? Because you may as well have just like cooked at that point. Sure. I like. I don't really like things that are like whole meals mm-hmm. that are frozen. I feel like they tend to have a very plasticky, like artificial flavor to them. Mm-hmm. I like things that are convenient. You know, like a pizza or a burrito. Like, I don't mind. Like, I think that frozen burritos, you always have to cook them for longer than what the package says because they never cook, like, properly. Mm-hmm. But if you get them right, like, you know, you just have, like, some salsa or whatever on the side. Um, I can't remember the name that I have of the brand I have right now. I have a box of burritos. They're breakfast burritos. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's egg, chicken, and cheese. And then I just keep hot sauce at work. Um, they take like 90 seconds to microwave and they're pretty good. Like it's a relatively serviceable, you know, scrambled egg inside mm-hmm. with like good chunks of chicken and like the cheese melts pretty nice. Okay. Wish I can remember the brand that that is. Um, the PF Chang stuff, like I, there's who is bird's eye, I think does like this one stuff, like where it's like either rice or noodles like with chicken mixed in it's like a basically you just dump it in like heat uh-huh. up or whatever um the bird's eye stuff i'm not a big fan of like overall like it's fine like it's edible but like i don't think it's all that good um but the pf chang stuff um putting it in like uh is usually decent like um I'm, i was surprised by it and and, and it's not like pf you go to pf chang's and like you like take in like just through the appetizers like 5000 calories right. like it's not like over the top necessarily um like with the two of us like in terms of like calorie count or anything right. but um they're they're pretty good yeah. um like beef and their beef and broccoli is good like and the broccoli actually holds up somehow i don't know how but um compared to I actually really like frozen. frozen broccoli a lot yeah. but i like for, i th- i feel like if you do- you have to doctor all that stuff like mm. I like the frozen broccoli, but then I like to make, like, a little bit of cheese sauce to mix with the frozen broccoli. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, like, takes the frostbitten edge off of the broccoli, like, when you when you cook it or steam it or whatever. I used to love freezing things, like, um, we talked about this a long time ago, but when I make a lot of bread sauce, um, I have mm-hmm. um, ice cube trays. And I'll pour the red sauce into the ice cube tray once it cools and then cover it with cellophane and freeze it. And then some nights when I don't feel like cooking, I'll just make like a small amount of noodles and then drop a couple of cubes of my sauce in there to cook with the noodles. Right. And I just have like instant, like one serving of instant spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it holds its flavor really well. Like you can keep it in there for like two or three months without it going bad. So, you know, like just every couple of times like i make red sauce and i don't really make red sauce that often anymore um but i'll do that and i'll just keep it around um it's good when you want to have like pizza sauce too like just like right. just thaw it out and like put it on a Makes like sense. a mobile or whatever yep um i used to also like doing that a lot with um i would make fruit juice so i would make like like take lemons limes and oranges and make like juice out of it and then mm-hmm. freeze it and then when i would want to make like a vodka drink or whatever in the summer I would put a couple of those in my glass with it, like with some fresh lemonade and just right. let it like melt in with the booze. And it's like super delicious. It adds like a really good flavor to it. Uh, and I, 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 I infuse vodka too. Like I haven't done that. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you were doing that. I did it last summer mm-hmm. with um, basil and lemon and it was amazing. And I was drinking that with um, simply lemonade uh-huh. and vodka. 
Um, I would take the, the infused vodka and mix it with Simply Lemonade, and it was amazing out of the freezer, but then I just stopped. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I got one last question for you on frozen stuff. Frozen ravioli. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. That's the way to do it, I think. But, like, do you have a specific, like, brand? Because I, I, I always struggle with, like, what to get out of frozen ravioli. Like, because there's some that are just awful, it feels um, like, and some that are good. I think it's called Rana is the brand, R-A-N-A. Mm-hmm. Rana, Rana. Uh, they're okay. Like, they're fine. I find that it's more the sauce that you make with it, more so than the ravioli itself. Like, I got Walmart brand. I don't know if it was actually Walmart brand, but it was, like, some generic brand from Walmart. And it was fine, you know, with, like, a good red sauce. Like, it was pretty delicious. So. Hmm. Where do you get the... Um, I've never they, heard they have them i i don't know it's it's not it, it's not like walmart okay or great value but it's some like generic ass it's not you know like Ber- bertolli's or whatever right um yeah ron is pretty yeah i just have to i've never seen them before i've never seen this package rana yeah they're pretty good okay they're usually not in the frozen section they're in the fresh section mm. so you got to go trying to think redner's does this i can't picture it at walmart if you go down where the pasta is at redner's like yeah. the italian quote-unquote section down at the one end of that aisle mm-hmm. they have a cooler that's right next to where like all the son of italy stuff is yeah and in that cooler they have um tortellini and ravioli yeah um and that's it's really good. I mean, you got you basically got to like cook it the day that you get it, or within like a day or two. Gotcha. But um, it comes out really well in the end. But I think Rana makes frozen. Yeah, it looks like they do. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure it's what I have in my freezer right now is Rana. Yeah, I just always have to like double check, like, and see how much like actual cheese and shit like is is in it, like where it is on the ingredients list. I understand. But um. But yeah, I always struggle. Yeah, I like um, I like frozen ravioli with like simple sauces, like uh, like a garlic and oil or a garlic mm-hmm. and white wine sauce or something like that, just like tossed like simply, mm-hmm. or just like a really simple red sauce. Um, sometimes like with a little bit of Alfredo, but I find Alfredo to be a little too overpowering with anything. Like, once you start eating Alfredo sauce, like, all you're eating is, you know, fucking Alfredo, so. Right. Um, yeah. I, I, I miss Alfredo sauces, though. Um, I have not been able to duplicate, like, or make a Alfredo sauce. I've tried multiple times and failed, like, every single time to make, like, anything that's even, like, that's, like, that's okay, I guess. Can you not eat grated Parmesan at all? Yeah, well, I probably can now. This was, like... 10 years ago when it first started where I could not do that. Um, but I could probably get away with it now, honestly, if I tried it. Yeah. I mean, I think you'd probably be all right. You should probably try making Alfredo. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be easier. Like if I could, um, <clears throat> yeah. All right. Um, what, what was the guy? Six sidekicks. Oh, Jesus. I have no idea. Um, Ninja oh. six six sidekicks. Yes, ninja, ninja yes, ninja attack six six sidekicks. Yep. Um, yeah, I'll try to think of something for next week. Um, to not disappoint you. Uh, what right. food chat? Yeah, we can just chat about other stuff if you want. Yeah, no, um, I don't know. It's not like there's anything going on in the news whatsoever. No, nothing. <laughs> I don't want to date like where we are. So no. I don't know. I don't want to talk about any of that shit. You know what? Let me tell you something. So we just watched like I said I don't want to date like where we are. I'm, I'm 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 about to date us like hundred percent. WrestleMania just happened this weekend. You're gonna date us in more ways than one. Yeah. And I am so deflated and disappointed with the results of WrestleMania. Like, I feel like a fucking, like, eight-year-old with how much it's negatively affected my attitude and my feelings towards life presently. It's crazy. Like, this yeah. stupid fucking scripted bullshit just, it was like getting punched in the gut. So, I don't care about anything else. I don't care about fucking Trump's 
arraign arraignment or whatever. None of that shit. Like whatever. Fuck it. I mean, honestly, there's probably not that much of a difference, honestly, if we talked about Trump's arraignment or Vince um, McMahon. So, like, what matters in the world that Cody Rhodes is not champion? (laughs) Like, it really it 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 feels like a like a perfect reflection of the world we live in Mm -hmm. that nothing good can come of anything and. You know, the the hero is never going to be victorious because some fucking Botoxed Hitler zombie in a goddamn tan suit decided that, you know, he wants to keep his fucking muscle-bound plaything like champion for a little longer. Fucking awful. He makes movies. What do you... Who makes movies? Vince makes movies. He makes movies with the Miz. What does that tell you? Yeah, right. That's what, that's what that's what he thinks he does. He 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 said that back in the late nineties, like in a documentary. It's like he's out there with his uh, little bottle of water and took a sip out of it and said, "I make movies, I make movies pal." Yep. Um. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. I, just... I don't know, man. I understand. Like it's like I I. I'm just I'm not as devastated as you is because I think I've been devastated too many times in my life by that piece of shit. So um, I've just never cared about any like I haven't until been this, this time. Yeah, you never cared. Disinvested right. in a yeah. storyline. Sure. And it was I get it. It was crazy because it was played out so perfectly uh-huh. in the sense of like building anticipation and yeah. building interest and just so well written and well scripted and I don't know. I, I just, and not only do you not get the ending to the story that you want to see, like the next day, it's like every th- all the hope that you had that actually went into that match to some degree, like in some ways, is gone. Yeah, because now like Ari Gold um, owns yeah. owns it fifty one percent. Vince is back in charge completely, and all the hope that you had for the future is like possibly like eroded away with unless some kind of like you know some i mean it's 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 truly like secession the fucking hbo show yep it's like you had this one moment of hope where the Mm -hmm. good guy or at least like the hero like logan or whatever like he's anyway the whatever that guy kendall yes kendall right he's he's like he's in power and he's got it and it's like yeah like we're finally gonna see some change, and then it's like, no, no, here's some machinations, right? Yeah, he doesn't want to be in the weeds. Yeah. I mean, it's it's honestly exactly like secession. Like you just aren't caught up yet, um, and it's like it's almost exactly like secession. Like what ends up happening? Um, uh, I'll, yeah, I'll K- Kendall, Kendall, up. Kendall blew his quads probably or something. Like yeah. That. Um. God, fucking Shane McMahon, like, blowing out his knee or whatever the hell he did to him. Isn't that, doesn't that feel like an omen, almost? It really does. <laughs> it is. It's like, it's like he he comes in, he <laughs> blows his quad, and then Snoop Dogg gets a, gets a visual pin on the Miz. Um, right. And it's like, and then it's like you go into that main event. It's like, it's almost like the, uh, the ultimate sign that it's like the party's over. As funny as I thought all that was to some degree. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty beat. Um, but you never know. Like, you know, never thought we'd actually get to a point where that that would be okay again. So, um, I guess there's always some hope down the road. I mean, I hate to say it like this, but your hope is that... Um... Vince is taken out of the picture somehow, I guess is the way to say it, like, nicely. Yes. Yes, and that's not any kind of implication for anybody. I mean, I what I really want to see happen is I want this, like, Weasley shit that owns Endeavor to fire him. Yeah. I want to see that he used him, like, to sell the company to him, and, like, once they have controlling, like, a full controlling investment, they're just going to fire the guy. For being a fucking creep ass rapist with no original ideas in like twenty five fucking years. Yeah. 
It's just, I don't know. Visionary, though, right? Sure. Fucking cocks. Shitballs. Alchemania, man. Um. Uh, all right. Well, next week we will be back. Hopefully, Vince McMahon will be fired, and um, we will um talk about six sidekicks. So, thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good week. Deuces.